0: And the goal was to just like, hey, maybe we can inspire somebody to do the same. Like, we've loved living in the country. Um,
1: our friend, a lot of our friends thought we were crazy moving out. Everyone
0: here. Was, thought we were insane.
1: And then, as we built it, and now that we're here, and when those friends come, they say, ah, oh, I get
0: it. Hi, friend. This is Annette.
1: This is Jared.
0: And welcome to our Happy Farmily podcast.
1: We're passionate about happy, healthy relationships.
0: And that only happens with happy, healthy people.
1: So join us each week as we discuss the ingredients of making your own Happy family.
0: Thanks for joining us. Let's jump in. Hello, friend. Welcome to our Happy Family podcast. I am going to tell you a very fun story today. It is the story of... Why we started this podcast. So if you're listening, you're brand new, or you've been listening for like a very long time, we have over 150 episodes Mm -hmm. to the podcast, but we're kind of revamping, starting fresh, reintroducing. So here we go. We started this podcast almost five years ago in May of 19, after a really... Life-changing event for our family. That's right. Right? That's right. Okay. So, here we go. We're going to gear up for this. I was nine months pregnant. And at the time, I was an ICU rapid response nurse working at the hospital. And I decided I was going to work up until, like, almost due date. Oh, you did determine that. I determined But I wasn't quite there yet, so I um, was about three weeks till 40 weeks or whatever. They say you're pregnant for nine months. That's a big joke, friends. It's 10 months. Do the math. I don't know why they say that, but anyways, uh, I was 37 weeks pregnant, and I went into work. I had a really long day, 12-hour shift, and I came home, and at that point, one of our alpacas was sick, and we had to give him medicine. So the whole day at work, I had been a little bit... not not so hot. Feeling like something wasn't quite, I was uncomfortable. I did a lot of walking in that job I did at the time. I would basically go around the whole hospital. If they would call me to kind of look at a patient, see how they were doing. If there was a code blue, I would go to that here in my pregnant belly. Anyways, all these things, right? And... It was a long day. I was so, so tired. Came home and I told Jared, oh no, we forgot to give Domingo his medicine. Domingo was one of our our alpacas who was sick.
1: Midnight black. I'm like, that's another.
0: He was a beautiful alpaca. That's another like side story alpacas. If you're considering getting them, don't do it. Don't do it. Ask me why later. I will DM you and send you all the details. But we have loved them. They're beautiful. But. He needed medicine. We go out there and I am feeling like I'm having cramps, like my legs hurt. She's complaining, it's annoying. I know. Not we,
1: (laughs) she's complaining. Yeah,
0: Um, we wrangle this alpaca to the ground, give him his shots, all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm tired. Like, why am I so tired today? So we come home and that night I did not sleep. I, I had yet to have such an uncomfortable like pregnancy night or whatever. I, it's just you have to go to the bathroom all the time. I couldn't find a comfortable position, all these things. And I think you've said that I was like complaining the whole night.
1: Yeah. And just for a little background, huh. Annette is five or six months pregnant. And doesn't even seem to be pregnant. We're starting to think there's a conspiracy going on.
0: <laughs> you're funny. But
1: people were like, you're what? I'm not sure I understand. Like, she must have been carrying baby weight all over the place. Yeah. And um, so she never complained, never any issues. And then this night came.
0: And I was complaining. She's complaining. So you're like, what's happening? What's what is going, going on? on here?
1: Yeah.
0: So the next day was a Friday, and we, I had a 37-week appointment at the... Hospital, And if you do not know, we live out in the country, we live about an hour north of Atlanta, Georgia, and my doctors were in Atlanta. So heading to any doctor's visits visits was at least an hour long drive, all these things. So the next day I had a 37 week appointment. And I had told Jared, you know what, you should come with me to this appointment because he hadn't come to any appointment yet since like the beginning, like the very first ultrasound I had or whatever. And I said, you should come because I'm going to show you the, the hospital is big. It's the same hospital I worked at. The hospital is big. There's lots of entrances. I can show you kind of like the back way, the way to sneak into the parking lot, and all those things. He's like, okay, fine. And my dad was like, I got an eye appointment. I was like, you know what? You come with us too, and then I'll take you to your eye appointment. It's going to be great. Again, not feeling great. I wake up that next morning, and I, yeah, get ready to go to the doctor. And I somehow had my hospital bag packed. I had just, somebody had told me, you should pack your hospital bag. And I was like, please, I have like a month left. Fine. I had somehow packed it and put it in the car. I went to the appointment. Um, I was seeing midwives and this new midwife walked in to take a look at me. And I told her, you know, Hey, I just, you know, I've been feeling really uncomfortable more than ever. And she's like, well, maybe I should check you. And I'm like, Oh, okay, fine. Whatever. I mean, all that stuff is a little, you know, fine, whatever. She goes to check me and to see, I guess if I was dilated, sorry, TMI, but all those things and her, the look on her face is like this look of like, Oh,
1: yeah, I'm in the room and I'm thinking, oh, man, this is crazy. One lady's checking your business, then yeah, the next lady's yeah, yeah. got to check like, your business. She's
0: like, I, I'm going to go get somebody else. And I'm thinking like, oh, great, leave the inexperienced person to check me. Now she's got to have somebody else like, you know, do this whole thing. Whatever. The next midwife, who is one I had seen before, comes in and she's like, she literally checks me and she has this look on her face and she looks at me and like, she says, you're going to have a baby today. And I was like. No, I'm not. No, nope,
1: not today. <laughs> not- I'm just here today to take a look at this place. Uh, yeah, we got to go home. Not
0: here. I got stuff to do. And she was like, no, no, honey, you're going straight to the hospital. You're checking in. She said, you're seven centimeters dilated. And I was like, come again? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? She said, you're in in full-blown labor. What you've been feeling is you've been having contractions for the last 24 hours. And I'm like, no, it's not possible. Not possible. Like. Out in the middle
1: of a field with my alpacas is no, not possible. No, no,
0: not possible. So we go into the hospital. From there, everything progressed. Uh, my water had not broken. Once they broke my water, I felt everything a lot more strongly than I already had been. And after the amount of time that passed, little Ava made her. Well,
1: you great hold on. Debut. You're fast forwarding a <laughs> little just bit. Gl-
0: I fast forward. You're what?
1: waiting for. You, you told me like, okay, so there's this window when you get the drugs. Oh yeah. And then you're pacing yourself. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. I'm trying to time this, yeah. I'm trying to figure yeah. this out. And you somehow missed the window.
0: Well, no, I <laughs> I wasn't Those are our guineas. <laughs> if you didn't know, we record our podcast in our barn. <laughs> so should you hear barn sounds,
1: they are listening.
0: This why this is where we are. They are our our fam. Okay. I hadn't planned on getting
1: a baby that day. (laughs) No,
0: no, I hadn't planned on, on any drugs was my plan. But I also was one of those people that didn't want to say like, never say never. I was just going to go in and like, see what happened and go with the plan that I felt at the moment. But in my mind, I was like, I'm going to do this natural as possible. Yada, yada. Well, I missed the window anyways to have an epidural. So it was like that That wasn't even an option. So I already went in like, okay, here we go. Like, this is this is what it's going to be. It's going to...
1: It is insane. Yeah. You are insane.
0: And it is. So anyways, Jared was there. Jared was very wonderful, very supportive. I am just going to... There were gonna, bets. I'm going okay. to th- throw it out there. Jared is not medical and that's okay, right? There are people I think that are medical. Like I am fine with blood. You show me the most, honestly, the most gory, disgusting scene... I'm okay with it. Like, it is it is not weird to me. I'm not grossed out. I think you're okay as long as it's not, like, in person. Like, if it's something, like, I'm showing you or you're on, like, a screen or something, you're like, okay. Like, pimple okay.
1: popper, I'm good oh, all day oh, long. Oh, but word. the first time I wanted to impress Annette, she was working in a doctor's <laughs> office, and I had her take my blood to do a lab. Passed out. <laughs> and I passed out.
0: Like, passed out Straight in the chair. Up. In the Trying chair. I was her. like, hey. Please revive me Help! mouth to mouth. Someone bring alcohol! Oh, my word. <laughs> so, I was concerned you're... I was concerned he was going to be one of those dads you talk about in the <laughs> delivery room where he just like falls over and all of a sudden it becomes all about him and uh-huh. not about the person pushing out the child, you know, like out of their, yep. you know. Yep. Anyway, so Jared was a rock star. Rock star, very helpful. My mother, on the other hand, um, if you don't know, is very spicy, um, likes to spicy. likes to be in the know, really wanted to be in the delivery room. And honestly, just for my, my peace of mind, I just wanted it to be just Jared. Uh, My mom would have been taking pictures all, all up down there. (laughs) And I just, I just, I just couldn't do it. And so my poor mom. She totally
1: would have been paparazzi on your business. She would
0: have been paparazzi. So I thought, no, I can't do it. But my mom felt like the, the delivery was taking too long from when they said I started like actually pushing to when she felt there should have been results. So apparently she was like outside the door, like let me in. And the nurses were like, ma'am, you you can't come in. You have to wait. Do we need to call security? Anyways.
1: And they called security, right?
0: I think they did, but she like went back. <laughs> it's not the first time. My mom almost got arrested before our wedding. It's just fun stuff. We'll have it's to address how it later. The humans
1: handle business. <laughs> it's
0: how the humans, you know, it's how she handles the business. But we had little Ava. It was wonderful. And I'll, I'll fast forward then. We, we come home, and this is literally at maybe five, six days after delivery. We're home. We had this whole experience where a lot of our ducks went missing. During those three, four days we were at the hospital, we had to stay a little extra because Ava was born a little early, and they were doing all these things. Our ducks went missing. We came home. All these things happened. Adjusting to life with a baby. Uh, what else? You know, let me just say, it's it's May 3rd. She was born. We're home like May 7th. Let me describe, like, there are seedlings to be planted, friends. <laughs> there are animals to be cared for still. There was the alpaca that needed stuff. Garden's and not going to plant says, itself. Yeah, the garden's not going to plant. And Jared, and I'm not joking, for us, where we live, we are in zone 7A, 8B whatever you want to call it, somewhere in there, that first week of May is, is planting time. And if you don't plant it, they could die. All those little plants you started back in March, okay? There's there's like a plan here. Jared says, you know what I think we should do? Let's start a podcast. I'm like, a what? You know, a podcast, like where we where we talk and and just, you know, I don't know, talk about things and do things. Mm-hmm. So a week after little Ava was born, we started our podcast. And now here we are. It's been fun. It's been really fun. We've Mm -hmm. talked about a lot of things, covered a lot of things. Uh, But I feel like it's such a fun way to just talk and share and learn about each other. So yeah, let's share. Let's share more. How about you? You go first. Tell me about yourself, Mr person you there sitting right. sitting near me here okay. in your barn office it really is the barn we we renovated the tech workroom. Yeah. is that what it's called mm-hmm. uh to be the jared's office because we didn't have space in the house after the baby arrived lots of things after the baby arrived lots of things
1: <laughs> so on the other side of us is a room with two tubs one for hot water one for ice cold water and then a sauna so i'm obsessed with uh healthy living and all that jazz yeah um
0: we do like hot and cold date nights yeah in the hot and cold troughs yeah
1: that's how we roll strengthen your relationship by freezing yourself (laughs) to death
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh
1: yeah about me so let's see i was uh homeschooled
0: i was homeschooled yeah
1: that connected us
0: right
1: um born in the 80s
0: (laughs) friends with lots of
1: older kids so i kind of Grew up in the probably the Gen X world.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you're born like early '80s. Let's be honest. 81. You're on the yeah. You're 81. on the, on the, the younger. You're on the yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Grew up. School was never my jam. So I resonate now with kids. And I think now that I've read so many books, my favorite book, a book called "Literally Just Education," written in the 1800s, convinced me why I didn't really like school. <laughs> Though I did good at school. I got 4.0s all the way through and oh, uh, treated boy. it like a game but uh yeah i was into sports played lots of golf played lots of basketball um, but i grew up in a home of hustling parents
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, these were entrepreneurs to the core everything they did was with full risk of failure mm-hmm. uh, to think of how many times my dad probably leveraged our home to get a loan to do the next <laughs> oh, business dear. it's quite shocking but uh, everything was, was high adventure and high octane. So I was around that. So I think, you know, they, they say how much your childhood is formative for you. And I'm grateful there wasn't any trauma. But there was addictive behaviors hmm. of go to this event, make a widget or product, <laughs> sell that, mm-hmm. make money, pay for the event, take some money home. So we did that all over the place. The highlight of all that was the Olympics in 1996. I'm 15 years old. My dad's got an idea to like sell souvenirs and water, <laughs> and uh, ends up we are hustling Monopoly games for the two weeks of the Olympics. Were
0: they a special edition? Or- oh yeah. Okay. Special like an edition. Olympic, Olympic whatever. edition okay, Monopoly.
1: Okay. And that, as a fifteen-year-old, that was ruining because it said basically uh, there is a world of possibility. <laughs> and of course, what did I do with all that money I made? I went and blew it on custom golf clubs which brought me lots of joy for many years to come. Um, Went to college because my dad said, I didn't go to college. People say you need to go to college. Mm -hmm. You should go to college. I did that. I got out and said, okay, I went to college, but I am all about the hustling game. I am an entrepreneur. What's next? Uh, But in college, the valuable part was I met you.
0: I was about to say. Yeah. You can't say it was a waste of time. Well, it
1: was not a waste of he time. He thought I
0: was a teacher. He thought I looked old. Let's just, give, let's just say that.
1: I like this lady here. <laughs> and uh, So, yeah. Um, so, now it's, uh, we're in the country. That's quite a change. Yeah. And I'm still obsessed with business. And a number of different ventures have all been around health. So, mm. now I'm pretty obsessed with health and working on some health projects this year Um, because I love to help other people find better health. For me, that was a little bit because I went to India. They thought I had leprosy. Mm -hmm. Went through a crazy bout with some terrible health. And now I feel like I'm the best health of my life Mm -hmm. and uh, love to share that with other people.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. When Jared and I... Oh, can I
1: make a plug for my new newsletter coming out?
0: Yes, sure.
1: Got a new newsletter coming out. We'll have to put some links to it. Okay, your turn. (laughs)
0: Uh, When Jared and I first got married, we've been married for... Over 17 years now, which seems makes me feel old. I'm not gonna veteran lie. Veteran status. We're we're reaching veteran status, right? And he had gone to India right before and right after we got married. Mm-hmm. And after he was so sick. And it was that was rough. It was rough on you. Just um kind of going through a health journey and all these things. Now that I look back on it, I was like, oh man, that was wild. But I
1: became a religious fanatic through that time?
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that
1: made it all the more interesting. Yeah.
0: We've had we we've I think I think what's interesting about us and I'll share a little bit about me. I think we have gone through a wide range of life. Life experience, jobs, uh situations, exposure to things. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if I'm adequately describing that where I feel like I can, we can relate to a lot of people in a lot of different uh, places and areas of life and struggles. It's just, yeah, there's, there's a lot we've done in, in our time together and and apart. Uh, Before you say, yeah.
1: share, I want to share on that. So Annette and I have had the joy of cashing gigantic checks mm-hmm. and putting them in our bank account. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about this the other night. We've also been poor as dirt mm-hmm. after cashing those checks. Yeah. Um
0: where like, you literally like I drove a, a a car, a Ford Explorer that we bought for $600 with no air conditioning. I mean, could barely would barely drive. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I drove that for I think I don't know, 2 years at least uh because we had no money for Now, I, it was really nice not having a car payment. But it was like we were in a we were in a pretty bad spot in in different ways, but we didn't realize it, which I think is actually great. We could probably talk on that another time.
1: Totally. But I was just gonna yeah. say that I saw a, a tweet the other day. Somebody said, Can you believe these idiots they don't even fill up their gas tanks? And <laughs> I thought to myself, I remember that. Like, I don't have 60 bucks to fill up the gas sure. tank. I got 20. Yeah. And hopefully I'll make like just wild. Yeah. Like it's tons of medical bills. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I mentioned that religious fanatic phase where giving lots of money away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful that you're still married to me. <laughs> but anyway, to anyone out there who is uh, at the peak pinnacle of life right now and mm-hmm. money is just no object, or if you are at the bottom of the barrel and money is nowhere to be found, mm-hmm. uh, don't worry. One way or the other.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, tomorrow may be different than today. Mm -hmm. Well, for either one of those people. Sure. Count your blessings.
0: Yeah, that is true. Which I think we've done throughout our time together. Yeah. Which I think is one of the things that has maintained us, I will say, happy. I feel like I can always honestly say that we've been happy throughout our progress. What's the word? Trajectory? I don't know. From point A to B, wherever we are now. And continue continuing on is because I feel like we have always had our priorities as best we could, and I think we have been happy. You and I together have been happy despite some of the challenges or things. Um, Maybe we can talk about yeah.
1: that after you share about you.
0: Yeah. So I, what do I share about me? I'm the worst about sharing about myself. Okay. Tell me so, about where
1: you're born. Your okay, parents. I, okay. 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 Right. Story. Right. Right.
0: Right. Um, I was born in Kansas City, Kansas, not Kansas City, Missouri two different things there's a state line go chiefs it's called kansas city but there are two sides i was born on the kansas side however i lived on the missouri side pretty much my whole life that's where i grew up um i grew up there for actually the first part of my life then i lived in texas for a while and then i moved back to kansas city so i consider kansas city the main place i'm from because i was there the longest uh my parents both came from cuba In 1980, they were kicked out uh, of Cuba in something called El Mariel. It's a thing where Castro at the time, communist Cuba, it still is communist Cuba, but at the time Castro didn't want any religious authorities in the country or people that could maybe cause him trouble. So in 1980, the US agreed to allow a bunch of people to come over from Cuba. uh, And Castro basically kicked out a lot of religious people. So my dad was a pastor. So a lot of pastors of all denominations got the boot, uh, as well as a lot of prisoners or just general people they did not want. Um, So my parents... Yeah, they've got a wild story. But they came over in a little boat that was like a little dingy. It was made for like 12 people. And there was like 30 some, 40 people, like their legs hanging off the boat. They're for three days lost at sea till the Coast Guard found them. Um, But yeah, lots of stories of uh, my dad was in a concentration camp for three years uh, because of his belief in God and just uh, a lot of a lot of background there where I feel like it has shaped a lot of who I am today. And obviously growing up, my parents instilled a lot of things in me that, that came uh, as a result of their background. So complete opposite of Jared's family. My parents were very, you, you know, you, you go to school, you work hard, the whole kind of concept of being an entrepreneur or doing anything like that was so foreign to them because obviously they could not do that coming from Cuba. And I think when I first met Jared, it was a little like, ah, (laughs) like, who is this guy? (laughs) What is he doing? You know? Uh, but yeah, so I grew up in Kansas city. My dad was a pastor, uh, when he came to the United States as well, I was also homeschooled for a part of my life, which was really great. By the way, my memories are all very wonderful of being homeschooled and I hope to homeschool my child also for a while or as long as she wants or we'll see. Uh she's too little yet. N- no school yet, but I yeah, I did all that. I went to college for nursing. I graduated with a nursing degree and started working, but I think I don't know, maybe a combination of marrying you and you doing entrepreneurial things and then the fact that as much as I did nursing and and loved nursing, because it definitely was a passion of mine. I've also always been very on the creative side. So I like arts and drawing or doing different things. So I designed my wedding gown when we got married. And then Jared was like, why don't you just start designing wedding gowns? And I was like, well, why not? So I started a wedding gown design business, which I did for about 10 years. And I did that while working still at the hospital. I cut back at the hospital Uh, That was cool. I went to New York Fashion Week, got to be in like fun magazines and do fun things and meet Martha Stewart and I don't know, whatever fun. It was fun. It was fun at the time. It was a part of my life. And then I feel like we both felt we should do something different with our life. There was a crash, economic crash in 2008. I don't know. What do you think? We were feeling like,
1: the world is a fragile place. Yeah, like we're- Are we, are we living it as we should and could and want yeah. to? So we started looking for like, hey, let's get some land. Let's like go retro. Yeah, and-,
0: and like you said, we'd had like highs and lows in terms of like jobs and money and different things. And so it was like, we need to maybe do something different. So yeah, in 2008, we started looking for land, right? Mm-hmm. I think when all that happened, which is probably not the best time to start. Right. Um, and we couldn't find anything for years that we could afford, yeah. A. B, that was even pl- plausible, I mean, in terms of the actual land. you could, could you build on it? Was it floodplain? You know, all these things. Um, and then we found somewhere in like 2015.
1: And it was interesting. Like I that. think it wasn't our ideal.
0: No, you mean this property. We were looking for a home. Yeah, we wanted to just either fix something up or, yeah.
1: But it was like seven years in and we're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Just find something. This place had a barn and a well yeah. and a few acres. We were like, let's do something
0: Yeah. Here. And it wasn't, I will say, it wasn't the prettiest property.
1: Not at now all. Now
0: I feel like if we would have found this, we would have been like, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. But we've made it be what it is now, mm-hmm. which we love. But mm-hmm. I think originally it was not so pretty. No, it wasn't. Like there was not one, it was ugly. Let's be honest.
1: Let's be honest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, seven years looking for, for something. And that's another thing too. I think, you know, sometimes if you're searching for something and it doesn't happen right away, it might not happen right away. I mean, it took us a long time mm-hmm. and we kept the dream going though. I think totally. that's that was, a, I guess, a <laughs> kind of a note to like, don't give up because mm-hmm. it could take a long time or, you know, you keep following your dream or chasing it. Uh, so we moved in officially in 2016, I think, and just uh, started doing something. Yeah. You, you'd been um, gardening and, and learning about soil and doing things long before. We actually had a, a company we launched for um, a little while called GrowBox where you could order like really healthy soil, with seeds in it and kind of grow your own plant in a box mm-hmm. now i feel like we thought we were so cool back then i don't know what year that was in do you remember oh you have it don't you you do it's in here in his office somewhere and now i'm like where is it i thought you did have it um it's i think how how novel we thought we were when was that 2010 maybe 20 yeah he's holding it here in his hand it's That's cool it.
1: It was for kids.
0: Yeah, it was for yeah. kids, and just a way yeah. to like st- open it. Three simple ways dirt. to
1: do it. So Little cool. story on the back. All your ingredients. We had a lot of fun. We spent a lot of money on this.
0: We did. If you watch this uh, podcast episode on YouTube, you can see Jared's actually showing the box. But what what year was that? Do you remember? 20,000. twenty thousand? 20, Wasn't it around the crash?
1: It might have been. I feel like it was. It was like we were testing soil. I was working with a friend and we just, I just wanted to make it so that any kid that puts this in their classroom or their house, 100% germination. Yeah,
0: like it's going to work. It's going to work. Right. right.
1: Nothing's going to be a problem. And we almost got to like, we found some figure out some amazing things with soil, yeah. soil health. And it was, yeah, it turned out into a huge blessing yeah. years later as we got here and started to do stuff.
0: You know what I think is really cool? And I've not I haven't really thought about this till now that I see that. And it's like, oh, wow. it It's crazy to me that we were, I guess, thinking about all this gardening stuff and doing things long before we were actually really doing that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like we were in the city and yeah. it wasn't like our total lifestyle. I don't know. I we think ended up school. selling,
1: basically selling that company to somebody because we kind of lost interest. We're like, eh. I think we were like, well, we're going well, to do another thing. to get
0: going. Yeah, it was, yeah.
1: And then what, four, five years later, we're like, oh, now we're all about it again.
0: Well, I, it's like, well, that's what I was saying. It seems it's like such a novel idea at the time. Oh, grow. And now it's like, I know so many cool brands. I've worked with some cool brands that have that yeah. concept. You just grow things in a box or everything you need, especially for kids. Yep. Like I did one with Ava. Yeah. Anyways, we've, we've done a lot of things, but we finally... uh yeah. I guess our story now brings us here. We're here.
1: Well, hold on. You forgot <laughs> yeah. a part. Someone encouraged you. Annette, you're documenting all this. You're sharing yeah. it with some friends. Okay, true. But tell that.
0: When we moved here originally, I was sharing some stuff about we ended up building a house. So what we found was this property that had a existing barn and a well, but it didn't have a home. And we never thought about building a house. And so we ended up building our house. And so I started Instagram on the side like, oh... I'll share a little on that or just for family and friends. And then we got some animals and I was like, I love taking pictures of animals. So I started sharing on Instagram and the goal was just to, I don't know, just share cute moments, you know, farm moments and things like that. Obviously Instagram, social media has evolved so much in the last six, seven years, but eventually I was still working as a nurse in the hospital. I had cut down to part-time. I had my daughter, Ava, we started the podcast. And after she turned two, she was like two and a half. I decided, you know what? I think I'm going to stay home full time and not work at the hospital anymore. I was feeling, I was gone for such long hours a day. I was gone for like 14 hours a day. Uh, I was still living an hour plus away. So the commute was a lot every single day back and forth. And so I decided I'm going to be home and I'm just going to do more on Instagram and share. And the goal was to just like, hey, maybe we can inspire somebody to do the same. Like we've loved living in the country. Um,
1: Our friend, a lot of our friends thought we were crazy moving out. Everyone
0: was thought we were insane.
1: And then as we built it and now that we're here and when those friends come, they say, ah, I get it.
0: Yeah. You know what? And I've, I think for me, honestly, a real turning point was when COVID hit. Because at the time I was working at the hospital still, and it was this crazy, just weird world where when I would go to the hospital, it was this other world of just, you know, the world was in chaos, I guess I will say, because at the hospital, it was insane at the time when, when it first hit, nobody knew what they were doing, you know, what protocols you had to follow or not follow, you know, everyone had to gear up and like all this, like you basically looked, you looked like a, you went to the moon, I guess, or whatever one would say (laughs) the moon outfit is, you know, something like that. And um, you're coming, like you're doing all this stuff and there's just crowded and there's people there's high emotion mm-hmm. everyone is basically like you know it's it was a lot and i would come home and not work for 3 days and it was like corona what
1: <laughs> but what's a corona what,
0: what what is that i thought it was a beer like there's like no basically it was i was getting my hands in the soil i was gardening i was outdoors I was, you know, playing with my daughter. We were with our animals. We had the food, you know, we needed. We had stuff like, it was just, I didn't have to go out of my bubble, I guess. And sure, maybe that's like a false reality, you know, but it was just like, I am so glad we live here. I am so glad I drive an hour plus, you know, out of the city to be able to call this home. And during coronavirus, I started sharing more on Instagram and people would say, you know, and it felt weird because, you know, sometimes I think with social media, it's kind of like this awkward, I, I, you know, I'm to come across like, here's my perfect everything while everyone else is. But I think at the same time, it's good to <clears throat> show and like inspire and show happiness. I think people need that in the world. And at the time people would say, please, can you please share more of your animals, just your daily stuff. It's so nice to see like that as opposed to what's going on. And it was just such a nice thing to say, you know what, hey, like there are some of these things of like country living that you can apply, you know, to your life and make your life happier, be healthier, you know, be a happier family, be better, like physically, like all these things. Like, why not? Why not start doing some of those things? And I think, you know, obviously a lot of people started gardening back then in their yards, in their backyard, on their balcony. And people realize like, wow, some of these things are fun, you know, are so good, are so amazing. So that was like a big shift for me. So Mm -hmm. I think on Instagram, what Jared was saying, I started doing that as my job, which to me sounds like very weird. And I don't like the term influencer because that sounds very weird to me. I don't know. I'm still not, I I guess it's a thing now. It's it's the world we live in, right? But Mm -hmm. um, I just, I am just grateful that we have been able to, be, you know, come to a point where I can share what we do and hopefully it can yeah, bring you joy and happiness. So I think the term happy farmily, I, I, uh, started it on Instagram probably four years ago where I would have people hashtag it and share their happy farmily moments for the week and things like that. And happy farmily just, what does it mean? I don't know. What does it mean to you? Like why like why even say like Happy Farmly podcast? What's your thought on that?
1: Well, I think over this over the last few years, we've realized how many relationships around us have broken down. Sure. And so I think we're hoping to turn this more into talking not only our farm stories, but also like relationships. Mm-hmm. Everything in life's a relationship with someone, something. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where we want to push it. But yeah, Happy Farmly, I mean, we've got a good thing going. And it's because we work at it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people may not have a good thing going and they don't know why. Maybe they are working and it's not working. But I think we're hoping to like spread this idea of as crazy like a zoo as your home and family may be. (laughs) Yeah. You can make it happy. And so, uh, yeah. If anything we can do to help people on their journey, even if this is a little drop in the ocean for them, Mm. we're going to do our part.
0: Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. It's a, uh, it's a fun, it's a fun word to me too. Mm-hmm. I'm like just happy, normally hmm So Auto-cor- that was our hope for this episode, right? Correct always tries to, uh, yes, wait, <laughs> it does. drives me crazy. Me. I'm like, no, I meant, I meant to put the R. It's not, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So yeah. So this is the
1: first new episode?
0: This is the first new episode.
1: It'll be on YouTube. Yeah. On Spotify.
0: So you can listen.
1: Apple Podcasts.
0: Watch Um, And then also I think we're going to try to do a newsletter. You're doing your own newsletter. We'll share more on that. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the Azure Farm newsletter, I will send out a specific newsletter that just hopefully gives you uh, tidbits just that we covered in the episode and things to help you with like in general, in life, in your relationships, in your health, in your, you know, different things. Um, So if you have a thought of something you would like for us to share on, you know, let us know.
1: Yeah. That's right.
0: Because you never know what we'll cover or what animal sound you might hear. But uh, we are grateful for you and we are grateful for you listening. So share us with others and take a look at the show notes for all our info. And we will be back next week. So thank you for listening.
1: See ya.